we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin Wood. we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. We're talking about moving with the wind. The Bible says that the wind blows where it listed, no man knows where it comes from, no man knows where it's going. He says, such as anyone that is born of the Spirit of God. We begin our spirit life like the wind moves. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 3 says, Oh, you foolish Galatians, how do you end in the flesh what began in the spirit? So if the movements of the spirit mirrors the movement of the wind and we are walking by the spirit, our movements should be consistent with wind movements. That's why Marines that are here, that's why the Lord had me to release a prophetic word over you to say you cannot get stuck in any one place. You cannot allow, um, um, someone say my career don't define me. And truth be told, a lot of y'all making jobs, careers. Lord, how I get down this road? This isn't where I said, see this coming. But you have to be very careful that you don't allow your, your, job to become career. When you go to the book of, oh God, I get into trouble. I didn't strain now. When you go to the book of Genesis, uh, God gave Adam a call. He says, I want you to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, have dominion over it. That's his call. That's his assignment. You read it, right? That's Genesis 1, 28. God blessed him and gave him assignment. Then the Bible says, then God placed him in the garden and told him to till the garden. When he said to him to manage and till the garden, that was his job. That was not his assignment. One of the problems is uh, him and Eve lost focus on the job and end up losing the assignment. Because while they were on the job is when the serpent showed up on the job. Because their job was to manage and control the fruits on the tree, not to eat them. Yes, they had food to eat from them, but it was not to flow the way it flowed once the devil came in. And that's why you've got to watch when the devil gets up on your job and you start getting into the devil while you're working your job and you lose focus of your assignment. Because if you are assignment-driven, when that devil show up on your job, you will know that's the devil. You're still here. Now see, when, when job 
consumes you to the point where you miss assignment, that's when you get in problems. So, so God will always give you, say, vocation. He will give you location. He will give you occupation. And he will give you relation. Those four things. All right? What's the four? Uh-huh. 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 Now, that's the four things God gives you. Now, the problem is we allow the other three to determine how we live our lives. Only one of those four is supposed to dictate to your life. There's one of them that should dictate to your life. So we told you God gives you vocation, he gives you location, he gives you occupation, and he gives you relation. Let me make sure you see it in the scripture. He gave Adam a vocation, his assignment, his calling. Then he put Adam in the garden, that's location. Then he gave him a job to till the garden, that's occupation. Then he gave him Eve, that's relation. You see it? Now some of you get in relation before you get occupation. You're out of order. Huh. <laughs> Some of you get in relation before you have location. There was a time when you didn't take relation until you had location. Let me leave that because I can get in trouble. I, I can get, I can. I can get in all kinds of trouble if I walk down that road. Brethren, there was a time when we were brought up to know that you got to have a location to put the relation. If you don't have no location, stay by yourself. That's hard. <laughs> so, so you have these four things now. You have vocation, you have location. Let me say this parenthetically. Um, Male and female in this room, listen, don't connect to nobody that don't know their vocation. Because the Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? Meaning that they know where they're going. If that person ain't know where they're going, how are you walking with them? Hmm. Play to that person sitting next to you. If they are, don't do this because you may get slapped. But play to they sitting next to you and please ask them. Don't look at them, but just ask them, where you going? Because the idea of connecting with somebody is going on a journey. And if they don't know where they're going and you hitching your wagon to them, two you are going to be lost. And when the blind lead the blind, what the Bible say? They fall in a ditch. So, so it is critical, beloved, um, that when you start assessing someone, find out uh, what their vocation is. What have you been called to do? I say this all the time. If Robin Antoinette Nakish McPhee was called to be a missionary in Guyana, bye. I wasn't marrying her. Are you don't go and call me to Guyana. So she could be the right body type. Mightily anointed of God. Isn't she lovely? Isn't she? And then, then the next verse is, Isn't she wrong for me? You do young. You do that song, man. 
good. All right. So, so if she ain't called for where I call, we can't walk together. So as annoying as she is, she better pray to God that when she come up again, I still around. Well, she can miss this bus because I know that's not my assignment. Now, when you don't know your assignment, when you don't know what you're called to do, then you end up making connections and find out after you get in it, you go in this way and they go in this way. And now, we end up in a place now, we live in intention because we go in tension because we're going in opposite directions. Glory to God. Now, there's something crazy. I hope I'm right because this is not on the script, but I believe it's going to bless somebody. I'm put up there. I hope I'm right. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. Ready, read. I, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Now, that's very important to understand that Paul says, I lock up. God has me incarcerated. One of our problems is many of us are too free. You making your own calls. You ain't living by the wind. You living by you. He says, I'm arrested by the wind. The wind has me incarcerated. Right? Don't shout that. The wind has me incarcerated. All right? All right. I therefore, the presence of the Lord, I beseech you. What does he do? That ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Okay? I got four things. Vocation. Location, occupation, and relation. The word says there's only one of them that should govern how you walk. And the one that governs how you walk is your vocation. So if location is against vocation, go with vocation. I come in. Ah, if occupation goes against vocation. Choose vocation. We'll come right next to you now. If relation goes against vocation, you choose vocation. Some of us are letting your relation dictate to your life. And so you leave church because that's the one you love. Preach that, sir. I try. You, you stop serving God because of the job. You put your assignment on hold because of the job, and I need this job. I don't need God, I need this job. There's some crazy stuff right there. He says, you walk worthy of the vocation that you were called to. I told you all this story before. There was, when I was leaving school, there was a church in, in, in Tennessee that offered me um, $77,000 a year. They offered me a house. And they said that they would find Robin. She was my fiance at the time, kind of. She's my fiance in the spirit. Um, Oh, no, but I you know you get, you get that's my wife in the spirit. Anyway, so so uh, they offered her a job, and they said to me, they said, uh, Minister Roll, I was Minister Roll then, this Minister, Minister Roll, uh, we will allow you to still be an engineer. 
So now they can pay me $70,000 to work for the church. Working for the church means leading worship, preaching when the pastor travels, helping with the choirs and stuff. I get $70,000 a year. I could still nine to five be a civil engineer, and at the time, my starting salary would have been another $80,000. This don't give me a house for me to live in because they just bought some houses at this church. It's a big church. And the pastor says, Mr. Rowe, what you say? I say, I got to go to the Bahamas. I got to go back home. Because my vocation was here. I ain't getting a half amen. Someone said, but you dumb man. <laughs> I left that to come here because I could not allow an occupation to override my vocation. See, to your vocation, there is a location, there is an occupation, and there is a relation. They flow from your vocation. Two thousand and nine, I got a phone call. Um, got a phone call. Called my wife. She said, "I'm packing up now." Tell you what the phone call was. Two thousand and nine. Got a phone call to say we want you to come and work for this oil company. We're gonna start you off at one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Andy Lilibohoshia, yeah, baby, I called Robin. Robin started packing up clothes. Because we lived out east and the place was out west. She said, we can find a house out west. But I said, it's 2009. Remember when the church started? January 2010. I said, Robin, if I take them people's job and they give me their car and they can give me cell phone, and they can give me all kind of allowances. When they call me on Sunday morning and say, come, I can't tell them we got some brothers from the defense force I got to preach to. They won't hear that. They can say, come. Because that's our phone, that's our car, and that's our money we're giving you. And so I said to them, thank you for the offer. But a charge to keep I have. And a God to glorify. But before you all tell me how mighty I am, guess what happened? The church offered me this wonderful church. This wonderful church. Well, they offered me. This is all they could afford. The church put me on salary. And my salary was $1,100 a month. I turned down over 120,000 divided by 12. Lord God, 10,000 something dollars a month. They give me a tithe. <laughs> the church give me tithes. Church give me $1,100 a month. And then when the church give me $1,100 a month, I was still on my next job. The Lord say, leave that. So now I didn't turn down the six figures. I was sitting good with the mid five fingers. Fingers. Figures. And now I leave that with young wife. Young Naya. Young baby. Young mortgage. 
Young church, only 18 or so members, and they used to come every once in a while. But you don't walk worthy to occupation. You don't walk worthy to relation. You don't walk worthy, glory to God, to what the next one is. Whatever that is, whatever Asian left, the only thing that demands and dictates how you walk is your vocation. And listen to me, when you walk in alignment of vocation, you never lose. And so you go through seasons and light off. But you know you're in vocation. The intro those seasons of, of, of the bank calling you. Now you no longer answer unknown numbers. And then Finko got smart. Finko bought a cell phone. They had a 376 number. She said, I, I remember it. I know the number. There's one 376 number, and they get me the first three times. I said, hello, hi, this is Colin from Fink. I said, oh. I saved that in my phone, too. I had every cell phone, they call me, every number they call me, I saved it in my phone. I stopped answering, duck in the bank, because they won't come, from you, come for your little place, and you're still preaching. But you got a no vocation. How did I get on this? How did I get here? See, the wind always blows in the place of your assignment. Good God Almighty. If you want to know where the wind is blowing, you find your assignment. Some of you, you were doing what you were doing, but doing it in the wrong place. And you relocated and got to a certain place. I ain't saying it's here, but it might be here. And all of a sudden, the wind started blowing. And so that's why I'm telling you that your vocation has a location. Your vocation has an occupation and has a relation. And so all three of them must be in alignment. But you got to make sure say yes to your vocation first. Say yes to what God has called you to do first. And then everything else, beloved, will begin to fall in line. Glory to God. Uh, so, so one of the ways of knowing where the wind blows is spend the time to find out what does God have for me to do? Because the wind is always blowing in the place of your assignment. When you find the place that God has ordained for you to be, there will always be a wind. Now, it is very important that when you find the place of the wind, that you don't become a slave to the place. You become a slave to the wind. Are you still here? Elijah, he goes to the brook Cherith. And uh, he goes there on divine instruction. He's sent of God to go to the brook Cherith. Now, I got to say this to you, that God doesn't always... Send you places that are flourishing. See, flourishing is not in the place that God sends you. Flourishing is in you. I just said something just now. When you show up in a dry place, the place has no more permission to be dry because you showed up. 
room is the ability to make a dry place begin to spring. If you are in a place where there is drought, guess what? That means you ain't functioning where you're supposed to function. Companies stay alive because you're employed. Oh, you full of yourself. No, I'm full of him. And there's something about us where God will preserve them because we're around. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying, man. This anointing, this wind that you carry, glory to God, has the ability to transform any place that you are in because you are there. You go to a place of drought and you make it a well, the rain also, so the place is dry and you cause the rain to fall. You make it. Oh, it sucks, man. You got the ability to make it rain. That's what's on your life. So, 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 um, uh, go to the text now, but the, you'll find the cherished thing. Elijah, give me that, please. Here, here's what it says. He says, he says to Elijah, uh, go to, go up one, one verse for me, please. I told you it's first King 17. All right, so in the words of the, <laughs> that's what he said. I do this first thing. And the Lord, the Lord came unto him, saying, um, Arise and get thee to Zarephath, which belong. No, 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 no. I won't go up some more. I, I won't get to Cherith. I won't get to Cherith. Not, not Zarephath. You get me too fast. So go up to like verse 4 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What for this one say? Let's see. Oh, this is perfect. So, and Elijah the Tishbite, this is so good, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, read after me, please. What do he say? There shall be no dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Okay, y'all, let's see that. Y'all see that. Um, read it one more time. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Read from the beginning. From the beginning. From, from the beginning. Ready? Read. And Elijah, the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. I don't know if y'all catch what I catch. Elijah says, Rain can't fall until I say, Rain fall. There is a wimp, light, low-level living gospel that we have been preached all our lives. And now that you hear this truth, this feels illegal. This feels too good to be true because we've been so conditioned to be weaklings and to be victims, to be the ones under the system and waiting for a hand up. Elijah stands before a narcissistic king, a king who married to a witch, glory to God and he says to the king married to the witch, listen to me you gonna have drought until I say rain now ain't that something my God, you gotta wake up and know who you are you gotta wake up and know who you are. Now watch this. Let me show you some wind in here. The wind is here in the text. You don't see it. The wind is right here. He says, as the Lord of God Israel liveth, 
before whom I stand. He's letting you know I'm in the wind. Do you see that? I'm in the wind and the reason I can make this kind of declaration is not because I save, but because I'm in the wind. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.